gave us these bodies and you called them good you gave us these bodies and you called them good we are easily damaged have you seen the scars that's just scratching the surface more beneath where those are you're listening to the mini. Their song is These Bodies. This is Profane Faith. Things are going to get worse before they get better. Got down on his knees and gave his life to Christ. Because Americans are dreamers too. You're not in any moral position to tell anybody how corrupt they are. You should be quiet. Why? Why are our black sons and daughters being treated so badly? This is Profane Faith, a podcast that engages faith on the margins. Faith that has been labeled profane, nonconformist, and or out there. We'll be exploring the intersections of the sacred, secular, and profane to find God. I'm your host, your boy, Daniel White Hodge. Hey folks, how you doing? What's going on out there? What is happening? Man, man, oh man, oh man. Hey, sorry about the uh, late post here. I usually try to get um, the feed up, well, the episodes up on uh, Sunday and uh, start promoting on Monday. And that's usually my pattern. However, this last week I was at uh, Wild Goose, the Wild Goose Festival. Um, if you've been listening, you know that I've been uh, talking about that, I've been advertising the Justice uh, the Justice Camp, which was amazing. Um, and yeah, I had a chance to go down to Hot Springs, North Carolina. Uh, and so because of just the travel, man, I, I drove there. I don't know if I go back next year, I, I may just fly and, and, and rent a car because woo doggies. It's a hell of a drive. It's a hell of a drive. Um, and but yes, so about ten hours going there was about twelve. Coming back was about ten, nine and a half hours. I was booking it back home, and uh, just getting in and wanted to get this episode up and at them. And uh, yeah, so again, my apologies, but thank you for faithful listeners, particularly those of you who did go to the Goose and checked out the Profane Faith at the Goose Cast. Um, I've talked about that. I was advertising that as well. And so I'm going to run that episode next week. And so rather than this week getting into, you know, what the Goose was about and and, you know, my impressions of it, I'm going to save that for next week. I think that'll fit really good uh, in that context. So um, I'll save that for next week. Um, but it was I had a good time. I took my daughter. We had a really good time together. We went tubing. She got in the river, all that good stuff. Um, you know, it's always a trip to go through the south uh with all the confederate flags um it's always a trip to you know be presented with those ideologies uh there's definitely definitely at least for me having grown up in a rural environment like that um some triggers for me but um like i said i will uh you know i'll i'll debrief and talk a little bit more plus it'll give me a little bit more time to you know get my thoughts together on that and um you know what that looks like and you know and particularly for those listeners who were there i'd love to hear your impressions as well like what what did you think the goose was like and how did that you know how how are you affected by it how are you uh engaged you know at there at the goose um i will say this i did feel while i was inside the park grounds or the campgrounds i did feel it a very welcoming vibe and uh i appreciated that uh the goose was the festival was also the first 
uh, conference that I've been to that had all my books. Uh, I was like, wow, y'all went in there. Even my first book that I can't even afford was there. So um, that was great. I really appreciated that. So that was cool stuff. Um, but uh, aside from that, this week, I got a chance to sit down with The Mini, which is a band I will introduce who they are for those of you listening you probably a lot of you probably already know who they are um i got a chance i didn't get a chance to sit down with everybody in the band because they were getting ready to go to the goose the wild goose festival but i did get a chance to sit down with lenora and lenora rand and um darren calhoun who has been on the show before and we just had an amazing conversation and uh yeah i wanted to share that with you guys and talk about a little bit too um i'm thinking about taking a little bit of a break here in august mainly because that's my prep time my pedagogy time so i'm thinking about taking a break and then starting season three up maybe sometime in you know, September, late September, May or October, and then, you know, we'll start season three and see how season three goes. I know I'm I'm approaching 50 episodes, which is a trip to me uh, because uh, you just even a year ago. Yeah. Back it was a year ago. I was just still researching like, you know, DAWs and, uh, you know, RSS feeds and, you know, what compression rate should I be doing all things that. And so it's just a trip to be, you know, a year in and now having better microphones and better knowledge of, you know, uh, Pro Tools and, and all that good stuff. It's um, and not just that, but I mean, just the the audience base. I mean, I like I said before, I, I started it and if it was just me, myself and I listening and, and maybe my wife, it would have been cool. But to have such a, a, a wide range of listeners, I think last week's episode uh, with uh, Mihi Kim Court, uh, we had over twelve hundred, um, you know, like downloads and uh, engagement with that. So that was that just trips me out. Um, and I'm loading on the Google Analytics, so I, I'm, I'm going to start figuring out who who's coming from where and where people are coming from. But uh, this is it's definitely a trip for me to 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 see you know some of those numbers. And again, I know there's people out there that's been doing this stuff a long time, and they got you know forty, fifty thousand subscribers, whatever. But you know, for the topics that we're trying to cover in, on this podcast and on this show, for me, that's that's great. Uh, for me, it means that, hey, there are people who want to listen. There are people who want to engage. There are people who want to, you know, face the the the, the nastiness of the, the, the times that we live in. And more importantly, really just delve into the conversation, the complexity of faith, race, religion, uh, spirituality, theology, biblical studies, all that good stuff. So... My commitment, as 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 has been since the get go, for those of you who've been listening, especially for those you've been listening faithfully since you know since episode zero zero, uh, is to continue to bring on guests that are intriguing and have an interesting point of view, and that do push the margins. That you know that have religion that's out there, that's considered out there, that's considered on the margins, and so. I want to continue doing that. And so, uh, again, uh, contact info, you can just go to White Hodge Podcast uh, or WhiteHodge.com and just chime in and let a brother know. Or you can just tweet me directly. In fact, speaking of Twitter, thanks to Irene Cho. For those of you know who Irene Cho is out on the West Coast, she had texted me one late night. She was just like, hey, do you have a Twitter handle for Profane Faith? And I was like, nah, man, it's too much. And I can't go get another Twitter handle. It's just going to be one more social media account. And she was like, no, look. Because if anybody else gets it before you, then you're gonna have to be like pro, like some crazy, like profane underscore, uh, profane faith underscore, you know, 35 or whatever and stuff. So I went out and I actually just got the Twitter handle. So it's at profane faith. Um, 
I got it connected to my Dan at White Hodge, at Dan White Hodge Twitter handle. So um, if you know if you want to go on over there and follow, I'll try to you know like I said I'll keep that you know strictly for the podcast and you know new updating things. We got a few followers now. I'm trying to build that. As some of you know, it's always a challenge trying to build an audience. So uh, for those of you listening, again, at Profane Faith on Twitter, or if you just go to, you know, to, to my Twitter, or, you know, I'll be for this week's episode, I'll definitely be including uh, that, that Twitter handle uh, in all the notes. So you should be able to get it and it'll be yeah, hook it up and click follow and all that good stuff. Um, all right. So on to the mini man, the mini y'all. Oh, man, this group, I am impressed simply because. They're a group that, in my estimation, you know, you meet a lot of Christian bands and well, just in the music industry in general, having worked in that industry. I mean, you know, it's 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 a trip because a lot of people are out for a name. They're out for fame. They're out for, you know, the stage. Um, you know, I was there. I, I mainly my whole thing was I just want to. You know, I just want to produce. I just want to make music. I'm not really in this. I don't. In fact, I I could care less if I was on the stage. Um, but that's not this group either. They are the Mini's an uncommon, intentionally diverse collective, making music for people to sing together about peace and justice in a world where we all belong. That's a trip, isn't it? A world where we all belong. They draw on indie, pop, and gospel influences. The Mini makes music to help give voice to faith and doubt. I love that. Faith and doubt. Questions and fears, laments and longings. Music that speaks to a non-violent God. Interesting. Oh. A Jesus who is with us and for us. And to a spirit that can easily be defined or controlled. Or that can't, excuse me, that can't be easily defined or controlled. Right? Because, you know, oftentimes religion, that's what it is. We want to control it. We want to control the conversations around race. We want to control, you know, the diversity initiative, whatever that may be in your organization, right? We want to control that rather than just engaging with it and letting it flow. It's music for a movement of resistance to hatred and division, for reconciliation and restoration, and music that always reminds us, quote, we are on this earth to love, end quote. Uh, so I had a chance to sit down again with the lead singers of the mini, uh, Darren Calhoun. And uh, like I said, I, yeah, I was trying to get Hannah around. She was, she was in the room, but she didn't want to, she didn't want to come. She didn't want to be interviewed. But one of these days I'll get Hannah on here. Hannah, if you're listening, I want to get you on here. So, uh, you know, look up, but I did get her mom, Lenora Ryan. And we like I said this conversation was just off the easy. You, you about to see, you about to see here, uh, in a few minutes. Um, I'll post all of their music, the music that you heard at the beginning of the podcast. That's them. I'm going to post links, uh, in the show notes. As always, you can go to the show notes why not podcast.com uh hit profane faith and the show notes are there uh but they are at the mini yeah let me see, uh, oh excuse me here so the mini are here.com so www.theminiarehere.com you can find out more about them and the music that they produce uh it's important to support independent bands like this it's really important to support bands that are independent <laughs> multi-ethnic, multicultural, multi-gender, and that are also trying to have a voice in resistance, which this is not popular work. That's the thing I was telling somebody at the Gooses last week. This is not popular work. To be a diverse, multi-ethnic community, this is not popular. This is not something that will grow your church. You don't find this in church growth places. When they talk about a seeker-friendly place, this is not seeker-friendly material, Right. This is tough work, which is why most people don't want to engage in it and why most people want to control it, because it's not something that you can just pick up 
methodologize it uh, and, you know, do a four step process, whatever, whatever. And then, boom, we're going to have this and it's going to be good. No. So it's important to support groups that are doing the mess in a good way or engaging in the mess in a good way. And that's what the mini is doing through music. And I love music. I mean, who doesn't like music, right? I mean, music is, is some powerful stuff. So uh, the mini grew out of the Plural Guild. It's, this is And this is a research for new liturgies, music, and words for people and churches who seek justice, love, kindness, and are trying to figure out how to follow Jesus honestly in a world that we live in today. And so I'll also post uh, the pluralguild.com, their, um, uh, their web address as well. I highly recommend you guys checking them out. And, you know, taking some time to go see what they're about. And again, support them. Like I was talking, I think I had Daniel Camacho on here a while back, you know, support them, you know, Patreon. These are the folks we need to be putting our money behind, you know, and and, and I, got, I don't want to get too preachy, you know, but it's just like, I feel like oftentimes, you know, we waste food, we waste certain things like, man, wouldn't it be nice if we could put some of that money towards artists like this um, and people who are doing great stuff like this. And so, of course, I'll put Darren Calhoun's uh, web address on there as well. Like I said, I've had him on before. You can go back and hear his episode. Um, but this was just a great conversation around faith and race and gender. Uh, we even get a little into the, the topic of body shaming, which I actually found to be very encouraging uh, at the goose uh, because, you know, it's so damn hot out there. Um, you know, brother sweating and everybody just sweating. So you ain't going to be walking up and, you know, in long sleeves or anything like that. So it was it felt really affirming, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in that space to have to have that space and not feel like, oh man, I shouldn't be wearing this or, oh man, my belly's hanging out or, oh man, you know, my, my left breast is bigger than my right breast. It was just, it was just cool. So I will say that about the goose, but again, next week, um, I'll break down my thoughts and, uh, I'll play you the episode that I did live at wild goose on uh, next week's episode. But this week the mini is on, um, I'll uh, play some music at the end as well that they've done. And this is just a great conversation. So without any further ado, here's the conversation with Darren and Lenora from the mini. Check it. Details just in case. <laughs> that is so Kellogg, anti masturbation mm-hmm. guy. I don't know. Anti masturbation people kind of scare me because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what you doing? Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah, if you're what? not doing that, what are you doing? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean it was that it was that whole in the nineteen hundreds, that whole effort to keep people's bodies quote unquote pure. And there were things like you couldn't cure syphilis at the time. So there were obvious reasons to to help people think about their sexual health. But it was also a big push to control people, to control how they engage with themselves and how they engage with other people. So it's it's really interesting to see just this long history. Like it reaches all the way into our breakfast foods and and snack foods. (laughs) That's deep. Yeah. Where body shame comes from. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think the, the whole thing with body shame is it is embedded for a long time. I mean, I think it feels like from the beginning of time, and it just takes on new iterations in every generation. Right. Yeah. Right. That, yeah, that primed the pump right there. That, um... <laughs> 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 well, this is uh, welcome to Profane Faith, y'all. Hey. Sitting here in the, is this dining room, living room? Dining room. Dining room of uh, the the rands the infamous rands yeah oh yes <laughs> here with brother darren and lenora and, hey y'all hey hey and cats and uh hannah's around here somewhere we'll maybe get her on right <laughs> with a prayer with, with a, prayer. a prayer that's right 
Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for um, making the time. I know I was running a little late, as usual, and so thank you oh. for making the time to come out. You guys are part of the group, the mini. Yes. Yes. Well, Darren actually is, you know, part of the singing part of the many. I, I am totally, you know, behind the scenes, and I'm, I write the lyrics. So, okay. Lyrics um, and liturgy. And liturgy. And liturgy, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Um, yeah, in fact, so we're, we've been working seriously on some new liturgy coming up about uh, our bodies, and we're, we're heading off, actually, to Wild Goose. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tomorrow. Wild Goose it is. Wild Goose. Okay. All right. So yeah, and brother Darren, we've had you on before. Yep, I'm back. I'm I'm surprised you let me back on the show. So <laughs> thank you so much for that grace. So one of the one of the most downloaded episodes, man. This oh, that's good. What's up? I need to get my metrics on the website to figure out who's downloading yeah. what. Yeah. But well, that's... as everyone knows, I'm one of your biggest fans. <laughs> I'm, I <laughs> love it. My family makes fun of me for being such a big fan. That that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I I think that's great. Um. Well, let's just start out. I mean, I would, what, how did y'all come together? What is, what is the mini? I mean, we've talked a little bit about it on the show before. Played some music, Darren. When you, uh, when you get, when you came on, I've done some. I think I did something for Christmas. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Advent. Advent, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is? Who is the mini? Why does the mini exist? What well, kind of um, grew out of a lot of interest in uh, creating resources for people who are you know, more progressive and uh, who care about justice, who care about uh, ending some of the crazy, shall I just say, crap that's going on in the world right now around racism and uh, lack of inclusion and all those kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. we were really struggling because within a lot of churches, there's not um, songs to sing about that. There's Hmm. There's not liturgy to do that calls those kinds of things out and gives us words to say that both resonate with us, yeah. but also are prophetic and challenging. Yeah. And um, so we started writing some stuff. We started writing some liturgies and we started writing some songs. And um, this was kind of a family affair. Uh, I write the lyrics and uh, my husband, Gary, was uh, the uh Minister of Worship and the Arts at LaSalle Street Church for 10 years. And yes, he was. Um, a lot of folks started, we started writing songs that we kind of started singing there. Mm-hmm. And um, Hannah, our daughter, kind of came up singing and writing, and she started writing songs and tunes for a lot of the things. And suddenly we had this uh, sort of body of work of songs, and we wanted to find a way to have them shared with more people. Yeah. So we asked a few people to come together and start singing them and recording them. And uh, among those people, uh, really about, what, three years ago or so. Yeah, three, yeah, for the the first vocalist, yeah. yeah. Was Darren Calhoun. I was in there two years ago, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and Leslie Michelle and other folks kind of came around and, and something interesting happened. Mm-hmm. Something kind of, I don't know, I would say holy maybe happened because yeah. we kind of came together to do these songs and get these songs out. And the group that ended up sort of becoming closest and doing these things became actually a group and became mm-hmm. a family. And 
you know, we spend time together once a week. Uh, this house is filled with their music and rehearsals, and we eat together. And yes, <laughs> gotta eat together. <laughs> yes, we absolutely. Keep, we keep Jimmy John's in business. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's not a plug. <laughs> no, it no, isn't. I, no, well, no, no, it isn't. I no, I know. They don't be my name by at North Park. <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Yeah. So it just kind of, and then we started uh, doing the music out, and you know, it kind of the rest is happening. Okay. (laughs) All happening. I don't know. That was my version of it. What do you think? That's certainly what I think. I I think the part that's been kind of interesting and awesome for me is that it is so organic. It wasn't like, okay, we're gonna make this group and it's gonna do all this great stuff. It's just we wanted to put something better into the world. We wanted to create songs that there's not a lot of people singing these kind of songs and writing these kinds of songs. And so um, it's always amazing to see how quickly people respond to that. They've never heard our music before. They've Mm. never heard us sing before, but they hear the content of what we're singing and they hear the the heart from which we sing it and it absolutely captivates them. And so that's, Hmm. that's been an exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah. It's been, it's been a journey, you know I mean? It's kind of been one of those things where, um, we didn't know how people would respond and we kind of just tried to write with um honesty you know one of the things that uh one of my favorite quotes about writing is open a vein and let it bleed Hmm. and um, wow i think that that's kind of what we were trying to do lyrically and i think that we've been trying to actually speak into the stuff that's happening all around us yes and hold that in some sort of balance with uh, what we're re- we read in scripture and what we're experiencing in our own lives and bring all that together and give voice to that and, um, you know, speak into that moment uh, with as much honesty and vulnerability as we can. Hmm. Where did the, the name for the group come? I know that's always, you know, when people choose a name for a group, yeah. um, uh, what, how, did, how did the mini come up? Because I'm, I'm curious. Well, the mini really is about... Um, the vision is that we are not, um, we're really trying to get people to sing together. Okay. And so we sort of had this vision that the group could always be like, there's this core of us, but teaching everybody to sing these songs. And mm-hmm. so when you sing along, you are a part of the many, you know? And um, we, we kind of come together to sing together because we believe that in singing together, we change things, you know? So... Uh, so the many really was about like you're one of the many, Dan. And anytime <laughs> yep. you show up and sing our songs, you're one of the many. So we're all a part of the many. No, I like that. No, I like that. I'm with that. That's good. That's good. So I mean, what are some of the contemporary things that we're facing and that y'all are engaging with? So I like the analogy of opening up a vein and letting it bleed. That's kind of how I've looked at writing my own self. But you know, I don't sing, but how do y'all what do y'all see is some of the things talked a little bit about body shaming before and (laughs) Kellogg that's a fascinating story I never knew that about graham crackers and yeah masturbation and all that stuff (laughs) that's wow yeah there's a lot to unpack there okay um but one of the things and you know take it how you how you will one of the things that people often say about our um our gatherings is that bring a tissue you're going to cry okay Um, and it's not that like it's this gloom sad kind of gathering but it's it's one of the few spaces where you have an opportunity to really enter into the heart places um to deal with lament 
um, you know, it's kind of a lost art within the church that we don't know how to grieve the things that hurt us. We, we're good at being angry right now, and we're pretty good at being celebratory in spite of, and that, that comes from a rich tradition as well. But the part where we just have a space to really feel what we feel, to be like David in the Psalms and to cry out to God, hmm. um, we create those spaces. Hmm. And people often say that they've never, they've never had that kind of experience. They've been going to church their whole lives hmm. and haven't had the kind of space that, that we create in our gatherings. Okay. Um, and then the, the other part of it is just that uh, when we come together, the, um, like if, if you didn't know what to call it, you might call it a concert, but we do call it, call it a gathering because it's participatory. People are writing down their prayers. People are um, speaking words of, of lament and, and reading poetry. People are moving through the space, telling stories. Yeah. Um, these things are all kind of key elements to who we are and how we gather. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that, again, pushes, it raises the, the art of it to a, another level, but it also um, touches the emotions of the individuals in ways that we just don't make enough space for. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really true. Like, we, we never really want to go out and do a concert and... I think we live in a world that's so performance oriented uh -huh. and we've lost this kind of like people used to sing together a lot more. And in a lot of cultures, people do sing together a right. lot yeah. more. Yeah. And in America, we've made it like so much about, you know, American, American idolish, you know, and yeah. so it's like uh, everybody is supposed to be a great and be a performer. I got to say, I'm not a great singer. I love singing, but I am mm. not like a professional by any means. Mm. And, you know, for me, it was always like, it fills me up to be able to be in a space where people are inviting me to sing and, you know, and giving me words to sing and giving me tunes I can actually sing and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I do think it's part of our culture that is rich for us mm -hmm. if we could reclaim some of that. And so that's one of the things that we've really kind of committed to, actually, is that we don't do concerts. We do experiences and gatherings where we'll sing some, we'll teach you some songs, yeah. mm -hmm. we'll, we'll do things together. And that's, that's really important to us. Wow. Definitely. Man, that's man, it's fascinating. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I know I think singing, I love to sing too, but I don't buy, consider myself a singer. I mean, I'm a shower, you know, hum along, <laughs> like certain acoustics in pools when they're indoors. Oh, I love those. But, uh, you know, I think that you're right. I mean, it has turned into a show because you hear people then say, right, well, I'm not, I mean, I, oh, no, I won't sing. I don't like hearing my voice or mm -hmm. I don't, you know, but there is something about the singing together, right? Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the coming together as a group and having you know that one voice i mean mm -hmm. I, I think that's fascinating and you know how that you know how that is but you know and you're right it has turned into the solo it's let's focus on the performer right. rather than the grander right right you know. and and music is like so primal you know and i Get think it, absolutely that, and it's like we have stripped ourselves of that possibility so mm -hmm. much you know we haven't um I mean, it's kind of like when I love those moments too with chants and stuff that happen mm -hmm. in protest marches yeah. and sometimes singing that happens in mm. those. And it's like you suddenly remember again, like, wow, there's such emotional power in that. And it's, uh, Gary always tells this great, uh, which he would do better if he were here, but, um, <laughs> but, but there's this great scripture where um, I think Moses is like 
talking about how we're going to teach people the Ten Commandments or keep them remembering, you know, these commandments mm, that God yeah. has given. And um, and he's got this whole, you know, plan, and he tells God, like, every, you know, few years, we're going to get people together. We're going to read all the law again. And he hears back from God in this uh, scripture, who says, basically, yeah, you could do that, but maybe you could teach him a song. Hmm. <laughs> Come on, God. Come on, right. <laughs> Which I think is so true. It's like when we sing our theology, when we sing our mm-hmm. beliefs, when we sing our values, they, they become a part of us and they transform us, I think. Yeah. What, uh, well, talk to me then about some of the things that you guys do engage with in music. Um, and, I mean, whether it be aspects of intersectionality, whether it be aspects of all of the above with religion mixed in with that. I mean, what, what are some of the things, what are some of the themes that, that come out, either one of y'all? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll start and, and you, you add to it. Um, I've always loved that we do incorporate justice themes. I, I say it probably every time I get a chance, but for us to have music that talks about refugees, for us to have music that talks about violence, um, and for it to be something that is not a, oh, we're just hoping for someday high in the sky away, but it's hmm. just like, no, this is, this is stuff that we're dealing with right here and right now. Um, and it, you know, you mentioned the word intersectionality. Um, I think the beauty part of the beauty of our group is that we are an intersectional group We're we're diverse on gender and we're diverse on sexual orientation and and we're able to bring those stories intentionally into to the gatherings that we do. So you might have a story where someone's talking about the the trauma they experienced as a child around sexual abuse. Um, I have opportunities to bring my story as a uh, sexual minority um, hmm. around orientation into the conversations. And again, it's one of those things where it welcomes people to bring themselves in, in ways that they probably haven't before. Yeah. I think so too. I like that. That's good. I think, uh, an example, uh, that I often think about is in a way, one of our first, uh, songs was, um, written soon after Ferguson happened. Mm. And it was, uh, if you remember, it was near it was in December, it was near Christmas time, and we were going into um, sort of a Advent, which to me is really all about preparing and waiting. And But one key thing that happens during Advent that a lot of people uh, sometimes, well, some people, I think, think about is the longest night. And mm, it's the longest yeah. night of the year, and some there is a history of, in the church, people coming together really to... It's one of the few times they sort of kind of let people come and lament a little bit in church, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. historically that's happened. And we um, started thinking about that particular scripture and, uh, I mean, that particular idea of coming together around the longest night and sort of about the longest night that we were living through and how uh, Jesus was born into the longest nights of our life, the 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 nights like that are happening in Ferguson right now, for example. And so that song kind of grew out of both what was going on in the world, mm-hmm. what was going on in the church calendar, if you will. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also out of sort of the experience of, of how Jesus comes into our lives and, and, and the scripture around that. So and always, you know, the, there's a lyric, of course, I won't remember. Darren, did you look them up? Yeah, I was. <laughs> there's so many songs that I could pull from. Uh, but this one is uh, the song Forsaken. 
There's a woman who's lost her child and a man who's lost his way. There's a boy who's keeping it inside and a girl who cannot pray. Why have you forsaken us? There's a man who says he cannot breathe and another with a gun. There's a family that's left everything, just exiles on the run. Why have you forsaken us? You know, it just, it just asks that, those kinds of questions um, that, uh, that I can't breathe line. That's, that's exactly what, um, gosh, I don't want to uh, say his name wrong, um, but that's exactly what those, those dying words were and that we can um, bring that into to how we cry out to God. I think that, that does a lot for us. Um, in that same in that same song, uh, uh, another verse says, "There's a woman who's lost her child, a man who's lost his way. There's a boy who's keeping it inside, and a girl who cannot pray." Hmm. Um, it was I didn't realize when Lenore wrote these words that part of that inspiration for those um, for those words, especially uh, boy for that who's boy it. who's keeping it inside, is that's that's a, a, a shout out to LGBTQ people who exist in churches. And who yeah. who cannot um, express that that that's part of their identity, um, and that doesn't that doesn't even matter what your interpretation of scripture is on the matter, because even um, my friends who are who are celibate and gay are often in churches that have zero room for them to share their experience. They have mm-hmm. zero. They have zero ideas and vision for those people to have a life of thriving within their celibacy. And it's like, but you agree with marriage between being, being between one man, one woman. And so they find themselves silenced and they find themselves uh, unable to, to speak. And it creates a desperation and even in a hopelessness. And so for my friends who are in churches right now where they can't bring them whole selves, bring their whole selves, they're saying, am I forsaken? You know, yeah. am I, does God care about me? Does the church care about me? Because here I am, giving my all <laughs> yeah and yeah what when i look around what what is coming back what is what is supposed to happen um and so yeah like these these are the, the kind of lyrics that i'm that i that i get a little weepy about every mm-hmm. time we sing well and that was kind of that line was actually inspired by knowing darren and knowing what he went through and i mean it's just like one little line in a yeah. song but it's yeah kind of holds a lot of stuff yeah and, i appreciate it i was thinking about last year too um we started working on this song called tear down the walls yeah and yeah um obviously we know what that's about oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes uh, it's about yeah. reconstruction right right, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. right. designing new kitchen spaces no? that's <laughs> right yes tear down demo <laughs> <laughs> but you know the thing uh it was interesting because last year we were at wild goose festival and we were doing one of our we do these the last three years or something we do these mm-hmm. things on friday night at the, la- the wild goose where we it's late night and we bring all these people together for kind of an you know it's like our experiences we create gatherings we create but it's a little like on steroids because it's it's more stuff and you know a yeah. little bit more visual a little bit more interesting but whatever last year there were we we did a thing around tear down the walls as kind mm-hmm. of the theme for that and we wrote this little chorus hannah and i kind of just wrote this little tear down the walls as a chant that would occur in the middle of it and then really after uh wild goose we ended up writing the song yeah. uh, the rest of the song but 
you know, once again, I think it's um, so timely in terms of, you know, there are more walls being built. You know, there have been more walls built in the last 10 years in the world than throughout all of history. Hmm. And it's just, uh, it's like, what are we doing? Right. You know? And right. We, we know the craziness that's around, that's going on right now, but it's kind of like, it's everywhere. And what are we saying into that? And why is that, you know, why is that happening? And I think the song tries to both look at the, what's going on, but also force us to look at the walls that we build inside our ourselves okay. and the walls that we build between each other personally yeah. and how that kind of uh, stuff leads to having more walls than we've ever had in, right. you know, in the history of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's so simple and I'm, I'm going to just do a little piece of it just to kind of illustrate it. This simple thing just haunted me as somebody who was just like, wow, this stays with me and it just tear down the walls tear down the walls tear down the walls between us and then people just start singing mm. that and then mm. folks come in with harmony and what was so powerful at when we when we did that last year it was just like this needs to be a whole song this is yeah. it was just a refrain yeah. it was just that little part as part of the service i was like no there's there's something more here um, and so as I have a habit of doing now, I was like, uh, can we can we develop this into into something? Um, because I remember I, I, I also lead worship at Urban Village Church. And yes, I remember yeah. coming home from from Wild Goose that weekend and the sermon that we were doing. I was like, this goes perfectly with what we're doing as a church that's, you know, fighting to be anti-racist and inclusive and. And we sang it in the congregation and people started singing in harmonies. It was just like, you weren't mm. even there and you're already singing the song. Yeah. Um, because it, it, there's a value there that, that people really rally around. And so I remember um, how just the everywhere we've gone, um, I don't, you weren't there, but we, we were at, uh, at the Mystic Soul Conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. At, uh, it was hosted at North Park and... Um, um, Leslie led uh, led part of it there, yeah. and once once again, room of probably a couple hundred people just immediately start singing this refrain over and yeah. over and over again. Um, and it 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 just there's something there that this, these are the words that people have not found a song or a tune to sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So putting putting that mm. out there and putting that into people's hands uh, is so useful to so many people. Yeah, I think it's like, um, I think the thing about that song, uh, just I'll say a little bit about the the tune of it too, in the sense that I feel like it could be just an angry song, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's not. I feel like it's a song that both sort of, you're able to say out loud that those words, but it also helps you feel hopeful at the same time, I think, yeah. and sort of it becomes a rallying piece about that, I think. So. Yeah. And there's the, the, the end of the song. It, it it has a refrain that just reminds us why we're tearing down these walls. It's not just because the walls are bad, but so I can see you. So you can see me too. So I can see you. So you can see me too. 
Just just that little mm. reminder. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Darren has already told me we need to write a whole song just about those lines. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, 2019. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, see, and I love the fact, I mean, this is artistic. This is engaging with aspects that I feel like are at the core of, of people, right? Like we want to connect, but there's fear, there's mm-hmm. hate, there's mm-hmm. anger, there's frustration, there is misinformation yeah. about the other. I mean, so, right, you those walls that go up those i mean i love it you know tear down these walls i mean and that's it's not an easy thing i mean i think about it for myself i think about okay so it's not an easy thing to deal with somebody who voted for trump who was in support of splitting families who was in support of all the things that this administration is doing Mm -hmm. i can't lie and sit here and be like oh those yeah that you know that'd be like nah man i ain't want to have no conversation with you right right (laughs) right it's it's very hard i i will I, I, we have new we have cats as you mentioned and we have a new kitty yes and i've got to say you know this kitty is the most adorable you know i will just say that that's right mm-hmm. that's right but come on it's okay i gotta tell that. you our new our <laughs> old right. cats who are here uh, who's, this is their space mm-hmm. and they are mm-hmm. not at all welcoming and the thing that just kills us we're always like going they just like hiss at this guy mm-hmm. and yeah. they're like you know they're just so mad at him and like but they're also kind of terrified of him. And I'm like, he is just so tiny. He's no mm-hmm. threat to you whatsoever. And it's it's just every time I see this happening, I'm just reminded again of like there is something. Um, I mean, fear is such a driver for us all. Yes. Yeah. I think. And fear gets played out in all these different kinds of ways. You know, yeah. it gets played out in. You know, I'm going to be the biggest badass and you're not going to get anywhere near me or my stuff. And then it also gets, you know, played out in, you know, the way we talk about people and the way we and running away from people. Mm -hmm. You know, all are like I'm I will just say I'm an incredible introvert. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) the fact that I'm talking right now is just a miracle in some ways. Hallelujah. (laughs) I know. Come on. But. But the thing about it is, like, I know that part of me is always just afraid of other people, you know, mm-hmm. and and I like just to have a conversation, I have to overcome my fear of being seen and known and possibly shamed or possibly, you know, mm-hmm. told I'm full of shit or, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think at some core level everybody feels that and yeah we build walls and we build little tiny walls and then sometimes we build big national walls right. and it's crazy yeah and i think that fear piece that you that you brought out there that's that's profound in that um like fear is an instinct that that is god-given to help us protect ourselves and be safe in a world that's not always safe yeah but when we don't have that fierce uh in control or when it's when it's just responding to any and everything we do we build these walls we we keep people out we just like the cats we we keep this harmless kitten at arm's length right when literally we have the run we have the we have the honest we have the ownership of of all that's going on um but that if we if we could do the work to address what our fear is like what's the worst thing that's going to happen what's what's what are we holding back from? I think that is where, where we, we open ourselves up to love in yeah. authentic and genuine ways and where we open up ourselves to, um, 
to see what new can come. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever it is, whether it's the church is changing positions on sexuality or if it's the role of women in leadership or um, any number of, of key topics, um, immigration or, or whatever, it's the fear that leads us to, to do so much rallying and, and, and policy making and so forth instead of love yeah. like how do we protect the image of god yeah. in every person how do we celebrate the yeah. lives that 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 are um the people who are in our presence you know yeah. how do we welcome the stranger or the alien or the immigrant how do we welcome the 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 person who is trans or non-binary and how do we make sure that their lives are celebrated and, and protected like we could do that and it would change the way we have these conversations but fear just keeps us protecting ourselves and protecting what we know rather than making sure that everyone is okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, fear is something we're very good these days at uh, selling. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. You know? We market. Yes. We are. It's manufactured. It, it's making good money for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so instead of, <laughs> you know, diminishing any of our fear, we're just like, let's throw some gasoline on that fire. Right. You know, because it, makes us popular it makes us uh, make money you know and yeah and we we think you know we think this is how the world gets better if everyone's just afraid of things uh if we're afraid of our bodies if we're afraid of sex if we're right. afraid of drugs you know the whole war on drugs <laughs> was yeah. a fear campaign absolutely and, yes you know don't try it even once and you're like what is that based on your besides your desire to control people um yeah it it we just we we find ourselves in some really ugly places. Um, it's about demonizing people too, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, making people into monsters. Right, right. So, well, let me ask this then: um, as you progress on, I mean, how many members are there currently in the mini? Well, there, there's ahead. three of us who who are like the primary vocalists, uh -huh. um, and then there's an endless list of of musicians or instrumentalists um, and uh, and other voices who come in with us. Uh, um, yeah, it, yeah, so it, the number really flexes <laughs> depending yeah. on the space that we're in. And you know, Gary Rand, who uh, I've mentioned, who I happen to be married to, uh, is the kind of producer of the group. And, yeah. Uh, okay. And sometimes, you know, he's another voice in there occasionally, and you know, sort of helps a lot of ways in terms of musical direction and you know, um, lots of things. I mean, he yeah. does lots of things, but yeah, and a lot of behind the scenes, lots stuff. of behind the scenes stuff oh to God. make it all. <laughs> come together and uh he's sort of on stage sometimes but not sort of one of the lead singers right the lead singers are darren and leslie michelle and hannah rand so okay okay what are some current things that you guys are leaning into working on themes that you're hitting on and all that good stuff well I, well i mean i'll just say one thing that I, um we're a couple things, but but just one I wanted to mention is this, it kind of in this theme of tear down the walls a little bit too, but is a song that um, Darren is one of you know a great person to have in my life in so many ways. But he Aww. came in from he came in from uh, his experience on a Sunday morning, uh, and he's just like Lenora, we have got to have some new communion songs that actually are inclusive and welcoming and not just all about the blood and, you know, mm. and, um, 
so really out of that came uh, the song All Belong Here. And uh, um, yes. that, I think, is kind of the, in a way, sort of the companion flip side, or it actually came first before Tear Down the Walls, mm-hmm. but about that same kind of stories about we all belong here, you know, which is something so many people need to hear, yeah. I think, in order to tear down walls, you know? Yeah. And um, that's been one of those songs that uh, I think we wrote a, a year or so ago, two, a year and a half ago or something, but has really become kind of a theme song for a lot of people. Um, and I think it's just one of those things that so many people needed to hear. And um, it kind of talks about, you know, come as you are, you know, to mm-hmm. this table, at this table, come as you are, broken and bleeding's okay. And, you know, all are welcome here, basically, is yeah. kind of, and, and it's really, I think the, um, the thing that people have really attached to that is there's a, it's like the thing you were longing for people to hear, people were longing to hear for a long time, and finally yeah. it's being said. And, I don't know, Darren can speak to that, but he's kind of led that song in a lot of different situations. <laughs> and so, you know. Yeah, I, I've, I've had the pleasure of being um, everywhere from uh, just at, at my church uh, here in Chicago to the uh, what was formerly the Gay Christian Network Conference. It's now Q Christian Fellowship, where okay. it's a room of, um, I think uh, last conference had about 1,200 people in attendance. Oh, wow. And wow. um, m- many, if not most of those people are LGBTQ and who are Christian and who have been in churches where they were told, you can't have communion because you are gay or you can't have communion because you're trans mm-hmm. and where people have been denied fellowship and they've been told that they don't really know who they are and that they're just confused. And then for us to gather people and as communion elements are being distributed um, to be to say come and remember who you are here that all belong here that becomes a, a, a an even more powerful celebration of communion than most people think about because we we spend a lot of time and we talked about this focusing on blood and focusing on violence and focusing on death but the communion table was jesus with his friends and you know, and a betrayer, but Jesus with, with the people that he did life with. Yeah. And it was this declaration and celebration of who, who they were and what they were doing. Um, and we got away from that and we just focus on, on this violent death on the cross instead of thinking about what is this table where even the enemy was welcome and fed? What is this table where everyone belonged? Um, and so to sing that at, at, at QCF or to sing that at the Reformation Project, um, another LGBTQ Christian hmm. um, organization, to sing that at Wild Goose where um, we're out under a hot sun and in a, the middle of a campground and you see just 3,000 people, 3,000 people <laughs> wow. uh, coming around, some people needing mobility assistance, some people um, having sign language interpretation mm-hmm. so that they could also sing along in, in American Sign Language, um, where you see all kinds of people every age from little tiny tots and, and newborns to people who are in their late 90s, all singing that we all belong here. Like this applies in so many powerful ways. Um, and it's, again, it's been something that people run with every 
at least every every few weeks I get an inbox message from somebody on Facebook. It's like, oh, this is you. We <laughs> sing your song in my church. <laughs> Wow, you know, so it's it's just it's powerful to, to for us to remind people that this is this is a celebration of 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 who God is, who we are, um, and that belonging, and that becomes the theme of what we create in in the music and the and the gatherings that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll read just a couple of the lyrics. Uh, when you're not sure who you really are, when all you feel is the shape of your scars, and you have more wounds than you can count. Open your eyes, look all around. You aren't alone. This is your home. Come and remember who you are here. Do this to remember who I am. Come and remember you belong here. All belong here. When you don't know how to forgive, when locked doors seem like the only way to live, and you've got more questions than you can count, open your eyes, look all around. You aren't alone. This is your home. And then the, there's a little bridge part that goes, at this table, come as you are, broken and bleeding's okay. At this table, eat and be filled. Come and drink in this grace. Come remember who you are here. All belong here. Mm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's, this is powerful. I mean, this is like soul-stirring. <laughs> that's, that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. Um, with Wild Goose coming up, what uh, I've seen some videos. I'm going this year. Um, yeah, yeah, we're so excited. <laughs> uh, we're, we yeah. we're actually pulling Dan in to help us with some things. This yeah, year. yeah, right. I'll be up there doing something. Uh, yeah. yeah, we haven't told him what yet. He'll yeah, be just yeah. going with it. I just yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what are what are some hopes? I mean, at places like you were talking about there. In fact, I need to get to some of these conferences that you just mentioned. Oh yes, um, I, you said that it's the Q. Q Christian Fellowship. Q Christian Fellowship. Actually, the next uh, conference will be here in Chicago oh, in good. January. Oh, um, now oh. it's like probably your first week of school, but you can miss a day or something. Yes, that's <laughs> right. First week is never important. Right? Oh, yeah, Just no. ask your students. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Priorities. Um, that's right. At least no one will be plagiarizing the first week, right? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, great. Yeah. No, I want to get to that. That that'd be awesome. Um. So what are, what are some hopes then for Wild Goose? I mean, for the crowd there, you guys are veterans. You've been there. You've been around, been out in the country. I'm a little leery going out in the country oh. with oh, Confederate yes. flags. <laughs> you won't be the only waving one. high. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be the only one. <laughs> Scared of that. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, can, can I jump into it? I am so stinking excited about this song that we're doing. Yeah. Come on. About this liturgy that we're doing. Yes. Um, we're, uh, we're talking I've I've been introducing it to people in this way. I was like, when's the last time you sang a song in church about how good your body is? Hmm. When's the last time you heard a Christian song ever that declared that you, your body, how you are is good? Wow. It's in scripture. <laughs> yeah. It's it's something that that I mean we're fearfully and wonderfully made is about as close as we we often talk about it. But we usually make that a non-physical embodiment. We we make that about how wonderful our attributes are and not who we physically are. Mm-hmm. We have these bodies that are miraculously designed that can survive all kinds of trauma and, and so forth. And we never ever talk about it unless it's to say you know that spirit of gluttony you need to get that under control get that <laughs> which we really you know we only talk about that when we want to shade certain people let's let's be honest um yeah but we we don't spend much time talking about bodies in church unless it's to tell women that they need to cover up 
or unless it's to tell someone that they're too fat or unless or sometimes if they we're telling them they're too skinny like uh but not so much right not not so much but um, we do have the potlucks right <laughs> keep, you know we have our potlucks that keep keep things keeping keep on the potlucks that's um, right that we do <laughs> high saturated fat and everything yeah, right yeah. For, for the lord yeah. um <laughs> but the but this at this uh this next wild goose festival we have the opportunity to do this this whole gathering that centers on uh these are our bodies um and we have the song called um these bodies these bodies thank you and it is it just it lenore's probably going to pull up lyrics in a minute but yeah. it um digs deep into that you've called these bodies good um, and that, in surprising ways, pushes up on all kinds of secret little insecurities that we have. Because mm. we don't talk about it. You know, we, if, you, if someone takes a picture of you, you, all, you automatically have this, oh, I don't look good. Or, oh, I got to get my right angle. Or, oh, oh, let me suck in my stomach. Or mm-hmm. all these things that are just conditioned default responses. I can't, you can't see me without my makeup. All yeah. these ways that we've learned that our bodies are simply not good. All these ways that we've been told that, oh, if, well, if a woman's too curvy, she's going to be a temptation and cause a man to fall. Um, these ways that are just been beaten into, especially women, um, but have been beaten to us culturally, that we're, they're automatic. No one has to say them anymore. We just say them ourselves. Um, and my work as a photographer has been one of those things where I get an opportunity to, I would say, help people um, see themselves the way that they were created. Mm. and not the way that they've been told that they're wrong. Like okay. The first few shots, people are like, oh, well, let me turn this way and let me suck my stomach in. And then I'm like, nope, we're just going to have fun. And we're gonna, I'm going to take a lot of pictures and we're going to throw away most of them, but we're going to do this. And then at the end of the session, people are like, oh my God, you like really got me. But I wasn't like smiling and I wasn't doing the things that I normally do to take a picture where we uh, photographers would call it the sit up and beg smile (laughs) and go cheese and you know instead of that you get these these um, images that are uh, an authentic view of of who who we are and I would say that that's restoring the image and likeness the image and likeness of God in each of us when we Mm -hmm. see ourselves and enjoy ourselves and we see what did God look at and say this is good you know, the world yeah. teaches us that all kinds of stuff about us are wrong, but God looks at us and sees a reflection of God's self and says, this is good. And so what if we had music to, to help us yeah. celebrate that? I think, you know, to build on what Darren is saying, the, the thing about not loving our bodies and mm-hmm. sort of devaluing them and, uh, you know, thinking they're terrible in all these different ways, I think, you know, that allows us that gives us the permission to devalue and hurt other people's bodies. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's like at the heart of, I mean, we've talked so much about, you know, the me too movement this year and Mm -hmm. sexual abuse of women. It's like, you have no value. You are a thing, you know, and that's how we treat our own bodies. We treat our own bodies like things and we don't love them as God loves them. And, and that's how we treat other people's bodies. And I think that's, you know, how easy is it for racism to happen because mm-hmm. we don't love our own bodies so we can decide that somebody else's body is worth less even than yes. ours, you know? And so anyway, I think that that's, um, it's not just, you know, a nice to have for ourselves, mm-hmm. but I think 
reclaiming our own bodies and God's love for our bodies, all bodies, is like really, really important. And I think it's just um, something the church has not talked about and yeah. desperately needs to talk about. And, um, I, you know, so that's kind of what we're excited to be doing and, yes. um, you know, thinking about that and uh, bringing people together. You know, it'll be sort of both a time for a lament, but also hopefully a time for celebration too. And um, we'll tell stories and Darren's going to tell his story as a part of this liturgy that we're doing at Wagoose. And um, we're singing this new song as a part of that. And um, so, we're, you know, I think it's going to be a really, I, I'm hoping that it's really a healing time. I'm hoping that I can, you know, manage to do what I need to do in it without just like sitting in the corner weeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is okay if you have to. Which is okay. We're going to have space for that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a person who grew up with um, lots and lots of body shame heaped on me. And I'm, you know, I'm older. I was, you know, born in a time when, um, I, I mean, I think it was just so acceptable to um, shame people about their mm -hmm. bodies in, and in the church. And I mean, nobody was talking about it. It was just like, this is the way it is. You know, you're yeah. terrible. You're not pretty. You're not any of these things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you need to be, but you're not. And, uh, you know, and that your body isn't yours. You know, I think sexual abuse mm -hmm. stuff, um, happens so much because we've been told that, you know, that as a little girls, we're told to be polite and we're told to do what we're told. And, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't have ownership of our bodies. And, uh, you know, I know that it was so, um, important for me as a mother with my own girls, you know, to talk about this is your body. Yeah. <laughs> you own this body and nobody touches it, you mm. know, and unless you give them permission. And it's like so many of our kids are not, I mean, even now are not hearing that message. Yeah. yeah. And we're not saying it enough in church. We're not talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm really thankful that, that we're having greater conversations about consent. Yeah. That we're having conversations mm -hmm. about uh, what is appropriate touch. Because touch is a, an important human um, facility, but that we have had these these pretty much patriarchal, violent kind of um, standards for what's okay and when it's okay, um, where, you know, it was only a few years ago, I think in the 90s, that the FBI started classifying um, men being sexually assaulted as rape. Before then, it just was not possible in the FBI's eyes to, to rape a man. Um, in similar ways, we, um, we had to get to a point where we said that women who are married to a man, man that they still have uh, the right to give consent or not give consent for sex with their husbands. Like, these are things that were built into the, the systems that we have. And so now we're having this great reckoning where the Me Too movement and the Time's Up efforts are saying, hey, yeah, this might have happened 20 or 30 years ago. It still matters because it affected me. It affects my mm. career. It yeah. affects the way that I exist in the world, and the, the ability for me to feel safe. And so people are like, oh, I'm just so sick of it. Every week it's another story. It should be scary to us how common this is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know? Yes. And yes, it might have been 30 years ago, and it might not be something that we can pursue legal action for in every single case. But at some point, we have to choose a new, a new path forward. At some point, we have to, to choose to do things differently. 
So everything from church culture needing to change and update, you know, church two, hashtag mm-hmm. church two, that was a part of this or is a part of this as well. Um, and, you know, I live close enough to it that it's affected churches I've been a part of. Um, but that we, we, oh gosh, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting into, into a lot of stuff. Cause we, we like to legislate what happens to certain bodies. We like to legislate about reproduction for women's bodies or for, uh, for bodies that have uteruses. We like to legislate what should happen about who can use the bathroom in certain facilities. We like to legislate um, about who should have access to um, gender affirmation surgeries um, or have healthcare support for that. Um, but we don't, we wouldn't do the same thing when it comes to something like getting LASIK surgery to correct your vision. We wouldn't do the same kind of thing about shaming people for getting a cleft palate repaired. Like we kind of pick and choose what kinds of ways that we change our bodies or use our bodies. Um, well, let's talk about plastic surgery for, you know, beauty enhancement. We're all right. for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right. Yes. No legislation yes. against that. Exactly. Um, but we but we kind of choose the people who have who who our society has put at the margins and we say, Oh no, you, you can't make these decisions. You can't, you sh- you're not old enough. You're not wise enough. There's not enough research to back that you know your own experience enough to make a different choice. Um, and so that's, that's the kind of thing that I'm, that uh, I feel like there's so much to unpack in how we deal with our bodies and, and what we, what kind of biases we just carry. Yeah. You know, man, <laughs> the, uh, as That's... part of our as, a, as part of our call to communion at this uh, thing, we we're doing this uh, piece. A bunch of us. Dan's going to be reading a part of it. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> He's ready. I'm ready. Uh, Whatever Dan, it is. Darren, right, here's your ready. heads up. <laughs> a lot, all the, lots of folks will be reading sections of it, but it's it's kind of called "Fed a Lie," mm. um, which you know it takes about two and a half minutes. I can read it if you want. Please, sure. please, okay. please. It'll be better at the actual event because there'll be all these different voices reading it. But <laughs> We love your voice, too. Okay. Yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have been fed a lie. We've been fed this lie over and over. It's been stuffed down our throats until we couldn't scream, no matter how much we wanted to. We've become sick from this lie, erased by it, silenced by it, locked in a basement by it, shut down and pushed around and beat the fuck up by it shot dead in the street by it. This lie has been a killer, the poison strangling our hearts, stuffing, snuffing the breath from our lungs. This lie, this simple lie, this all-encompassing lie, presented as this simple, all-encompassing truth, the body isn't good. The body isn't good. These bodies we were born with, your body, my body, anybody, not good, not good enough. This body is too fat, too slutty, too black, too deviant, too weird, too small, too big, too loud, too much, too sexy, not sexy enough, too ugly, too brown, too yellow, too broken, too scarred, too old, gray, wrinkled, too slow, too different, too queer so very obviously gay and trans too much. We are all too much and never enough. This lie, this simple lie, this all-encompassing lie, 
presented as the simple, all-encompassing truth. We've heard it from our families and friends, our enemies and our Facebooks, from our TVs and our music, and from anyone and everyone trying to sell us something. And we've heard it from our pastors, our church elders, and from our theologians who say they speak for God, who say they speak for God, but who all seem to have missed what God spoke in the garden, missed that moment when God looked at us and said, this is good, all good. This is lip-smacking good. And in case we didn't hear God the first time, in case we missed it, and we clearly missed it, Jesus showed up, fully human, in a full-on human and beloved, in whom I am well-pleased body. God got skin, God got skin, God got skin to go skin to skin with us so we would know, so we could roll it around on our tongues every time we ate bread, drank wine. Jesus said, this is my body, so we could finally taste and see, so we could finally say goodbye to the lie, so we could finally stand in all our wild and holy flesh and proclaim This is my body. It is called beloved, and it is good. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) That's that's mind-boggling. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, mean, bodies, I mean, that is such a, I mean, even as a man, you know, women I know get hit hard. I mean, and and I know this is the cross-section of, you know, ethnicities and races that get hit differently with different, you know, body types, whether it's too big a hips or you need more hips or you need more butt, you need less butt or your lips are too fat or they're too big. And I think as a man, I mean, because I know I've, you know, it really isn't and hasn't been until the last, you know, couple of years that I've just begun to start to think about being comfortable in my own body because I haven't had this or I haven't had that. And you're right. We don't talk enough about it in church. Yeah. It's not, it's not discussed. It's not engaged with. So this is something that's powerful. I mean, you guys are doing something that's pushing beyond just the normal thought of what theology and what quote unquote praise and worship should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, um, I mean, I think that that's really a great thing to say. I would love to push beyond what praise and worship has been because it's like, I would love to be able to praise God for the body that God has given me. And I think, you know, just like you, it's like, what a journey this has been. It's not an easy thing for me. It's something I struggle with every single day. And like to come together in worship and say those words out loud, praising God for the bodies that we've been given. It's like, wow. Um, I feel like it's, it, it can do something that we all deeply, deeply need. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we're excited to yeah. start doing some of that stuff. And we have a new song too, um, called "These Bodies." And um, all right, of course. Uh, uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll play a little. We can play a little of the recording. Hannah's not. Uh, she sings the lead on this, and of course, she's you know. <laughs> That's right. She's not willing to sit down at the piano right now. Right. But, <laughs> but Dan can drop in via his, his magic ways. Magic, magic, and, magic. Uh, That's right. Drop that, drop that in so you can get a little sample of it. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll hook it up. Just, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, uh, we'll splice that in yeah. here. That'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah. 
that's what's going on with the many. Man, this has been this is amazing. This is uh this is quite the uh quite the complexity of thought into music. And I don't I know for me it it you know I've I've kind of gone through the gamut of of praise and worship or whatever, you know, however people want to define it, whether it's you know, you need an organ or whether you need the drums or whether oh, you yes. need the, you know, everybody has the right, their own yeah. thing of like, I can't uh-huh. get into it unless, you know, and I think being in evangelical circles, you know, the guitar just kind of like, oh man, they're busting out a guitar, the acoustics, like, <laughs> some keyboard, you know, because I did, I grew up with the, you know, the Hammond B3 with the, you yeah. know, the, the extension, the whole nine and everything. So mm-hmm. it, this has been great for me because I think I, in my own journey, theological journey and just going to church, it's been it's been a challenge to get into the music because sometimes it's just, it's so just floofy and just like, <laughs> Oh man, yeah. that is, it drives me nuts. Yeah. But this is, this is so much more deep and complex. There's so many things to just even to get into that it, that, that I think that's what, that's what it should be. Yeah. And there's, there's a piece of this that in some ways, uh, touches on, uh, I'm about to open a whole can of worms. Come on. Um, Go for about it, yeah. how we need to decolonize our faith. Yes. And the part of that that stands out to me is that um, there's, there's a vein of thought that is uh, kind of Greco-Roman where what is holy, what is good was up and in the air. Um, but many traditions, especially throughout the continent of Africa, what is holy and what is good is in the ground and is down and is, and is rooted in the earth. Um, and many of the, 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 theologies and spiritualities and the um, faith practices of people around the world are rooted in what's in the ground. That's deep. Now, our creation narrative tells us that we were created from the earth. Mm. And we, we look at things like God showing up to Moses and saying, take off your sandals. This is holy ground. I think a lot of times we look back on that as like, oh, yeah, your sandals are dirty and bad. It's like, no, get into this. Yeah. Put your mm-hmm. feet right. and your toes right into this ground. Yeah. Get connected with yeah. what's happening. And so when you talk about worship music, and I, you know, I struggle with this too because I love some, some CCM, some contemporary Christian music. <laughs> but when we talk about it, what happens is we get these very ethereal, high in the sky clouds and light and 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 disconnected disembodied images because it comes from that tradition where what was holy was up and away and far but this these kind of efforts for us to reconnect to our bodies for us to reconnect to the earth is a complete challenge to what has been institutional christianity for thousands of years because of violent colonization and oppression and squelching things like Native American practices and squelching things like African spiritual um, traditions, which what we're finding right now in churches is that many people of color are abandoning Christianity or abandoning their, their current uh, traditional Christian practices and reconnecting with their faith, reconnecting with traditions that may not be traditional to Christianity, but that are more traditional to their, to their uh, racial ethnic backgrounds. Um, and I think that's because we've been disembodied we've been told our bodies don't matter and again that comes from a certain line of of philosophical thought but it's like no this does matter (laughs) and we uh we in a very innate way are reaching back for it there's so many people say oh i'm not i'm not religious anymore i'm just spiritual and that often you know relies on uh whether it's uh 
um, I'm trying to think of the word of it, but the, the different practices that are more about meditation and yoga and, and centering and um, things that are, are rooted in the earth and, and herbs and oils and crystals. Like there's all kinds of things that are more about what's down here that we never touch unless it's very specific ways, but we usually don't touch it in a lot of what our traditional Christianity has been. So I think there's an opportunity for us to welcome people back. You know, we'll be out in the Wild Goose Festival out in the woods and in mud, which I'm not really a fan <laughs> of. <is> all this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a chance for people to reconnect and to, to think about um, how, do we, how do we do these, these faith practices like baptism or how do we do these faith practices like communion um, or like corporate singing? How do we do it in ways that reconnect us to each other and reconnect us to a faith that's not high in the sky and distant and far away? How do we reconnect to a God? who said, I am with you. I'm Emmanuel. Yeah. You know, just to jump in on yeah. a slightly random part of that too, but I do, I've been working uh, with uh, a woman who is very much into gardening and uh, she's yeah. been talking so much about, yeah. you know, what's happened to our food systems, for example, mm-hmm. is so related to us never, not gardening, you know, like we're not attached to the earth and to growing our own food and to like where our food comes from. It's all packaged. And, you know, it's like we are no longer getting our hands in the dirt. You know, we're no longer digging into the soil and connected to that. And it's like we have just gone way up in the sky. And I think we don't really embrace, uh, you know, our groundedness. We, we're, I feel like, like our lack of grounding to the earth in some ways is also why we're sort of not grounded yeah (laughs) and just like going easily manipulated and oh yes you know so anyway yeah appreciate that man (laughs) so much stuff here always something right (laughs) no this is this is this is good i mean i'm just like wow this has been so great no this has been an excellent time of just reflection and just the deeper complexity of and i love complexity that's that's i think that's part of my own journey is just theologically it's like what how can we how can we really problematize certain things and then put some more complex stuff around it and so this is this is good this is good to get it gets them hopefully you know as people listen to this they'll be able to get something out of it and to be like huh never thought about it that way i too like to be out in in the yard and and engaging with that because you're right we we have relied on packaging and and all that that comes in with neo-capitalism and you know now you can get food just delivered to your house you don't right. even have to don't even have to shop right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um where can folks find you where can folks connect and you know pay you some money oh, yeah. to yeah. do yeah. your oh, thing yes. <laughs> oh yes uh our website is the many are all right and we're on spotify we're on we're iTunes, on iTunes yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, any other? We're on Facebook. The many, if you just look at the many, are here at on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, on the Twitter, we're all those Twitterverse. Places. Yes, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. And that's M A N Y. You know, sometimes uh, people when I say it, it might be just my whatever accent. People are like many M I N. He's like, no, no, we're not tiny. We're we're more than one. The many, yes, we are the many. The many. That's good. No, that's good. Good. I wouldn't have thought about that, but I'm sure somebody else did. The many. Uh, The many. No, no, not about small. So why are you so little? It's about all. It's about all. Not small. Or a singular artist named named many. Yeah, Yeah. the many. So yeah, the many are here. Yeah. 
great. All right. When for those of you listening, as always, we put this all in the show notes and now give them a little sample too, yeah, maybe yeah. of uh, what is out there. How many yeah. albums so far? Depends on how you count. We count albums. <laughs> yeah, we sort of have two full albums. Uh, we did this Advent Christmas album a mm-hmm. couple years ago, or 2015, or something yep, like that. And um, you know, a great new take on Christmas songs. I would highly recommend. Yes, and and if you're planning worship, this is the time to start. <laughs> get those, get yeah. that Advent Christmas album going. Um, that Longest Night song is on it, for okay. example. And uh, so here's a little bit of the Longest Nights. You shouldn't be here tonight. It doesn't seem quite right. Here where the cattle sleep. Here where they keep their sheep. Here in the mud and blood and hay. How could you end up in this place? You shouldn't be here tonight. It doesn't seem quite right. Here where the shots ring out. Where everything's burning now. Where there's a hundred words for pain. How could you end up in this place? Emmanuel, Emmanuel. God with us love for us born into the longest nights emmanuel and this uh the bridge of that is in the scarred and starry night in our aching crying nights in this tender trembling moment before we start to see the light dawn emmanuel emmanuel god with us love for us born into the longest nights emmanuel uh, but then, so we just recently uh, put out a new album. You know, we're all kind of, uh, what would you say, self-funded and you yes. know, independent yeah. artists and yeah. stuff. So we kind of make, we make a lot of songs and put those out as demos. And so that's always a good reason to follow us on our uh, social spaces and stuff because sometimes we give you little sneak peeks of things. Oh, yes. Um, and emails and stuff we do. But um, And chord charts and lyrics. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and actually all our um, sheet music, if you're looking for the sheet music, mm-hmm. uh, it's on uh, the site called ConvergenceMusicProject.com. Mm. So I give you a, you know, a little shout out for them. They're uh, supporting us by, you know, putting our sheet music out there, which a lot of and chord charts and, you know, all the stuff right. you would wow. need to actually teach that stuff. So look for the many on uh, convergencemusicproject.com. We can, we can put that on Interesting. the show all notes right. too. Yes. Wow. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been great. Thank you. Yeah. This has been wonderful. Thanks. Let us love them as we do Inside, outside, through and through We do so much damage Have you seen the scars? We keep hurting each other Sometimes that's just how we are You gave us these bodies And you called them good You gave us these bodies And you called them good
fearfully, wonderfully made Don't believe the lies some say No, our flesh and bones are hearts and hands are loved in every way Yeah, our flesh and bones are hearts and hands are loved in every way You gave us these bodies and you called them good You gave us these bodies and you called them good 